You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Oh, no. Oh, dude. My, my, my girlfriend's a genius. She negotiated this with her daughter ahead of time. She took 90% of the take, and since like I went out with them, I got like half of them. I got 45% of the take. It was so cool. <laughs> Negotiations rule. Always the high road. <laughs> Always. I mean, you know, we got a lot to get through today, and, and not as much time as we're used to to get through it. So um, some stuff I want to talk about, like Ad Tech New York is starting on, on Monday and Tuesday. Um, Google shares are like seriously, seriously going through the roof. Um, there's this big showdown that's going to happen between Google and Facebook. And uh, rounding out the show, we have Bill Slosky, um, Director of Sales for Key Relevance, um, coming on to talk about some Google patents as they relate to links. Isn't that just brilliant? Happy to have him. Uh, really excited to have him on the show. Uh, oh, yeah, Bill's a great conversation. to have him on the show to talk about, uh, to talk about links, given the, the recent fluctuations uh, that we've all been noticing in the, in the little green bar. Uh, so maybe you can set some things straight for us. Well, not um, little green bar. Well, let's jump into ad because you're going you're gonna to be there. Update happening now. Hmm? Have you noticed a backlink update happening where, where Google's reporting less links coming to a site? If you use the, the, the site colon, um, site colon domain uh, command, you will see major fluctuations in, uh, in Google backlinks. And what do you make of that? Like, to me, that means nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not that I don't understand, but it's, it's uh, I, I, to me, it means in fun. so long. I mean, do you remember fun. the time when we actually used to look at the backlinks in Google and go, hey, this means something? Um, I don't know how many years ago that was, but five or <laughs> something like that. Uh, what, what do you, I mean, does it, what do you make of it now? Is well, there maybe something that I'm missing? What I'm seeing is a sudden fluctuation where, you know, link counts might be, might be fairly steady for over a period of time. Now we're seeing them going up and down and up and down. And I know that the command operator isn't, isn't the end-all, be-all. People should actually look in Webmaster Central and, and, and see what's being displayed there. But seeing fluctuation happen, you know, given what happened last week, um, makes me think there might be some carryover into this week. 
You know what, and that, that is a valid point that, that you bring up there is, yeah, as soon as you're seeing some instability in, in any area, um, that is showing that, yes, something, it may not be directly related to exactly what you're seeing the fluctuation in, but that certainly reflects that there are some fluctuations going on and, and some recalculations going on. Um, so I don't know if I, I really put a lot of stock in whatever the number is that Google's showing us. I mean, we, how long has that been irrelevant for? Years. But um, but you're right. That is a, a, a very good indicator that there's something. We, we still need to keep our eyes open. We've had three page rank glitches um, over the last, what, two weeks. So uh, And obviously there's some, some oddities carrying on now. I think that's a very good point you bring up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure a glitch is a glitch when it's done on purpose. So, well... Um, <laughs> But you know what? No matter what Google does, it makes money. It makes so much money. It makes scads of money, absurd amounts of money, king's ransoms full of money. And the investors are loving it. Um, Google surged above $700 this week, uh, first time in history. Um, and that's up almost 100 It was It was trading around low 600s um, opening September. Yeah. They had a you know fairly fairly good third quarter report following up a almost disappointing second quarter report, and the investors are so showing the love. Even Jim Cramer, that 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 nutty guy on on uh, on uh, Mad Money, is um, is t- saying Google's a bargain still. I mean, seven hundred dollars a share. This is like Berkshire Hathaway. You know, it's an oddity, and every time it hits these pinnacles, I remember when it was crossing four hundred, three hundred. Um, and me go, sitting at that point going, I can't believe that I didn't even look to see if I could buy them when they were you know, <laughs> first being announced and, and first being made available. Um, and thinking, you know what, that's, that's too much. They're, they're not going not gonna to go up that much. Then they hit 300. Oh, okay, well, they, they must be kind of capping out. There doesn't appear to be a ceiling <laughs> with, with what Google shares can hit. Um, I don't know if I would call it a, a bargain. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's gone up, you know, double-digit percents over the last couple months, um, and that's really quite shocking for a share that's trading at at that high. And really, the, for a stock or for a company that is being traded at that far above, or, or it's being valued at that far above what its annual revenue is. I mean, for sure, Google has got growth after growth after growth. Uh, but to be sitting at at seven hundred dollars a share just puts them at, at valued, um, you know, well beyond the one point five that <laughs> most internet companies, uh, one point five annual revenue that, that most internet companies uh, would be would be valued at. Um, well, you, you you said you saw no ceiling, but um, you know perhaps there's a wall coming up for Google. Um, it mightn't be a ceiling, but they might be running smack smack head into a uh, into a very thick brick wall called Facebook. Facebook is uh, rumored, and this is this is a almost solid rumor. At least everybody is parroting it to be um, about. It's going to be introducing on the sixth a new social network, uh, con- very contextual advertising system. So contextual, it gets right into the information that we, the users, have have given away about ourselves on Facebook. And um, you know, given the given the growth of Facebook and their their recent. Um, well, partnership of sorts with or, or, or selling a bit of themselves to Microsoft, um, it looks like Google is feeling threatened. Google has recently organized a number of other social networks, um, including LinkedIn and Google's own uh, Madison social network, um, Friendster. 
And they're going to be offering ads and uh, uh, advanced programming interface through those networks. And it almost looks like the, the, the Facebook network, the, the growing behemoth, and Google, the already present behemoth, are about to go head-to-head. This is going to be really the first battle, I think, of this sort um, that we have ever seen. Typically, we have had two parallel um, competitors, you know, be it um, you know Microsoft MSN Search or you know Live Search um, versus Google or Yahoo Search versus Google, and um, you know going back further, you know different engines that you know we hardly hear about anymore. Um, this is the first time where I think we're really seeing Google, uh, a search engine, you know, we can argue that they're an advertising agency, but, but a search engine versus a social networking uh, website or, or, or service. Um, so we've got basically two things that really aren't the same going head-to-head. Um, now, you know, Google going into, into social, that's all great, but that's not the predominant thing. So we, we've got two different mentalities heading into, into battle with each other. Um, you know, do you have any predictions on on who's who's going to come out on top of this? Um, well, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, first thing I think we've got to be really clear that they're going to battle over advertising dollars. Um, right. Facebook is is inviting um, application makers, application developers to include its or their own ads in their applications. I guess as a way to start including Facebook-driven ads in in those applications. You know, those ones that we all sign up for, like Super Poke or Poker or uh, yeah. Places I've Been or whatever. Um, if those can start delivering ads based on the information you deliver them, um, that's uh, an, an obvious revenue source, a uh, great revenue source for Facebook. Um, now, it doesn't, for Google, it doesn't really matter wh- how the ads are delivered by a competitor. It's that advertising revenue could be leaking over to a competitor. And, and I mean, Google's got... The, what has to be the, the, the most innovative and widely used advertising system ever created on Earth. Um, it's also one of, the, one of the most amazing wealth distribution systems ever created on the Internet. But it could well be threatened by the changing user patterns. You know, people are starting to use Facebook more as a portal than a social network. And if, you know, people are showing up at Facebook first, that's the ads that are being delivered to them first. And I think that, I think that really spooks Google. Well, I think, you're, I think you hit the nail on the head there, and rightfully so. I mean, Facebook has huge advantages. I mean, I can be looking at something in Facebook, um, you know, related to, to SEO. I could be on your, your profile or something in Facebook, just, you know, seeing what you're up to. But they can feed me an ad related to Texas Hold'em Poker, not because that's related to you, not because that's related to anything I happen to be looking at, because they know my profile. Like, they can truly give me targeted ads that don't have to be based on the content, uh, which gives them just enormous, uh, enormous advantages. Now, Well, absolutely. To, Coming from, uh, my, from my profile, it could be an ad for metamen.com, which means metamen doesn't have to purchase one on Google. Right. Oh, brilliant. Um, now, tip of the hat to Google on this one, as we saw um, with the search engine wars, now it's going back many, many years now, uh, but Microsoft hits the snooze button. Where are they in search now? At least Google is taking a very proactive approach right at the outset um, in, in this, this sort of battle between the two, the two, um, the two titans. Um, and at least Google is trying to take a proactive approach here. Whether that will be successful or not, um, at least a, a tip of the hat to them for recognizing that this is 
this does stand to produce a, a huge problem for them down the road um, and, and trying to, to solve that now rather than saying, yeah, you know, it's just another MySpace. It'll go away, too. It won't go away. <laughs> uh, my, my grandmother wants me to go over there to help her set up a Facebook account. My father-in-law's on Facebook. Um, you know, it's not going away anytime soon. So, Well, clearly Google should be worried. Um, Tuesday's announcement is going to be really interesting, and let's hope Google doesn't go all Microsoft on Facebook. Um, we've got to uh, we've got to take a break now. Um, we're coming back with uh, Bill Slosky, probably the premier patent reader in the SEO industry. We're going to be talking about Google's view of links, trying to get a better idea of what happened last week and what Google's really valuing in links. Um, this is Jim Hedger and Dave Davies for Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a few moments. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. Scott. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Want a hot pod? Who dares enter the sacred and awesome presence of the everlasting know-it-all, yoga? My name is Barry Schwartz. I am the keeper of a greater magic, a power known throughout the universe as the... The Force? No, the Schwartz. It's something to check out. Discover the power of Barry, Rusty Brick Schwartz, and the search in your roundtable on The Pulse. The Pulse. On demand anytime. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Never underestimate the power of the Schwartz. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. Webmasterradio.fm. Because not everyone's last name is Gates. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Man, may the shorts be with you. That's great. Um, we still haven't quite gotten used to our intro music yet. Um, <laughs> we're back on Webcology, uh, and we're we're joined by um, 
Well, somebody who's regarded as the premier patent reader and decipherer in the industry, Bill Slosky, with uh, Christine Churchill's outfit, Key Relevance. Bill, welcome to, uh, to Webcology. Hi, Jim. Hi, Dave. It's a pleasure to be joining you all. Um, well, it's, it's great having you on. It's, it's, it's amazing having you on. We want to dig right into, um, well, we're looking at what happened last week and, and how that, uh, how, any implications that might have for how Google looks at the value of links. And who better to, to tap than, than you? You've um, looked at pretty much every patent uh, Google's filed or applied for and in relation to links. Um, first off, what's your opinion on what happened last week? Uh, you, know, you know, it's uh, it's hard to tell exactly. It really is. There, there are lots of possibilities on how Google may be looking at links. With with uh, last week's thing, I, I think uh, the, the devaluation of of some websites in the toolbar uh, wasn't really impacted by a lower ranking or rating. Uh, so so I'm not sure if we can tell a lot from that. Uh, you uh, sorry. Uh, one of one of the interesting patents that came out recently, uh, last year, last summer, was one that talked about local search and segmenting pages to to get like different reviews from different uh, for different businesses uh, included in reviews for local search for those websites. But it also talked about how Google may be able to look at the structure of a website uh, and differentiate footers, headers, sidebars. And the main content, uh, and it's it's quite possible that if they're doing something like that, they can value links from different parts of a web web page differently. Uh, so, so, so what you're saying, they could look at um, the paragraph, uh, the CSS, the footer, and decide that this paragraph is more valuable than this paragraph, which is more valuable than the link phrase in the CSS, or some such order. Right. They're, they're not just looking at the code, though. They're actually looking at white spaces on a page. They're, they're doing some stuff with an actual visual analysis of the page, uh, try to understand where the gaps are, where, where you know, larger blocks of text might be, uh, things like that. And that might give them an idea of, you know, uh, and link that's contextual that's within the main content may be weighted more heavily than one that's on a sidebar. Now, following this, it would it would make it easier for them to see if there's something that says sponsored links in a sidebar with with a bunch of links underneath them or some other indication that, that uh, something may be going on there that uh, uh, looks at the structure of the page. Do you think Google takes a different view um, of a link, of, of a paid link, when it's Clearly marked as a sponsored link, or when, um, well, like text links ads might do, when it's when a word or a keyword phrase is purchased within the body of a unrelated post. How much how much analysis of the topic of a link might be going on? There hmm, there certainly. might be there might be something to that. There, uh, the idea of uh, trying to uh, match up. Anchor text and, and maybe a window of text around that anchor text 
to the page that's being pointed at to see if there's any related content. Uh, something that was talked about a few months back when we were talking about uh, uh, Google bombing going away, hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how related is the link to the page being pointed at? So, so, so what would some... you, if you had to give maybe a, a piece of advice as we're moving forward then, I mean, as somebody who has read virtually every patent, if not every patent that Google's put out, um, while SEOs, while webmasters are going out and doing some link building, are there any tips you can tell them um, in regards to what should they be looking for? I mean, the, the green bar, as you noted, didn't really seem to affect the search. So these pages right. are obviously still holding value. They're just reducing the bar perhaps only the page rank being affected in that little green bar, and they've still got their own calculations so that, you know, it's, the SERPs aren't being affected, just the value for a paid link on the page is. What would you do if you were trying to, to link build as, a, as an SEO coming in with a, or, or a webmaster coming in with their own site? Well, the, I, I see the toolbar reduction as a warning shot, a, a shot across the bow, something saying, hey, look, pay attention. Uh, interesting, it got so much uh, publicity in SEO-related circles, I guess, uh, it it uh, found the audience it was aimed at, uh, but you know, pay pay attention carefully uh, to whom you're linking. Uh, if if you're going out searching for links, uh, I always I always sort of stress doing relationship building too, uh, trying to trying to find value in in links that uh, provide some. Value to your customer. Something you know. You put a link on your website. You point to somebody who provides value to your uh, clients, to your customers, to your visitors. Uh, if you're if you're asking for links from somebody, try to find somebody who's uh, going to find value in what you offer on on the page you're you're trying to be linked to. It's more likely that they'll link to it. So it's, it's oh, actually, so really, if you could expect their visitor to actually be interested in what you have. It's probably mm -hmm. a good link. Yeah, it's 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 gonna uh, make a difference to the website the link is on, to the website the link's pointing towards, and uh, it'll it'll probably pass any human review if it ever comes down to a human review of of uh, whether or not the link is is something that's uh, up there for spam purposes or or uh, uh, seemingly more legitimate. And, um, do you, Bill, do you think that, uh, and I, I know you don't specialize in, in, in bought or sold links, but just looking down the road, do you think Google, um, this is the last action Google is going to take around this, or have you heard um, or sensed anything else coming in the future? You know, I'm, I've been seeing an increased amount of uh, patents and white papers and stuff like that from Google that focus upon extracting data from pages. Uh, there's there's more information retrieval styled uh, uh, patent applications coming out, uh, and it has me wondering how much it would hurt if if, if Google follows in this direction, this path. How much it would hurt uh, in a year or two or so if if uh, PageRank became a whole lot less important? We see we see Microsoft with their uh, uh, RankNet application trying to build uh, uh, upon the importance of pages based upon
upon the quality of the pages, and they look at a lot of different factors on those pages. You know, how, how soon before we see that from Google? I, I don't think it's too far off. Uh, they, they are paying more attention to what they find on the page, how it's built with code, uh, how easily they can take information from those pages and answer questions with them or provide information about businesses at specific locations or uh, in product reviews uh, with the growth of the different verticals in universal search. Uh, all those things blended in, we're, we're seeing less emphasis on web search. Uh, how long before web search uh, isn't fueled so much by a link popularity based upon the strength and numbers of different links? I'm not sure. I think we're moving that way. Well, the, the search results might actually become more localized, more, uh, more, more, more focused on what the uh, individual searcher is looking for as opposed to what the metaverse is looking for. Right, right. Uh, uh, if if uh, search engines can, it's you know you want to meet the intent of the searcher. I'm I'm on the East Coast. If I'm trying to find information about stuff on the West Coast, I don't want to see local stuff. Uh, there there have been a number of, a large number of pen applications also from Google that talk about. Uh, using user data more and using it more intelligently, uh, using a, a statistical model based upon what other people are looking at. Uh, when, when you have a large number of people who look at, perform the same type of query, you look and see what they do on the pages that they choose, how long they stay there. Uh, it's it's uh, referred to in, in a lot of the patents as a probabilistic uh, text analysis, uh, probabilistic uh, statistical model. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there are at least, uh, there are more than a dozen. Uh, there, there are at least 20, if not more, patents and patent applications from Google that talk about that type of statistical model. And uh, Well, yeah, I'm looking at one now, Entity, entity Display Priority in a Distributed Geographic informa uh, Information System. Okay. Okay. Oddly enough, this is the one that is at that is at the URL where the um, the 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 March thirty March thirtieth two thousand and five patent used to be. Remember the one based on historic data. Right. That seems to have changed for some reason. Now it's entity display priority in a distributed geographic information system. Same URL. Okay, the, the, patent. The, I wonder why that would happen. The March thirty yeah the March thirty first two thousand and five the historical data patent application application was uh, it had a number of claims that were attached to it rejected by the U.S. Patent Office. So it was republished uh, earlier this year in a handful of patent applications that, that broke it down into smaller parts and each of them had less claims on them but there were some changes. Not not a tremendous amount but some. Uh, with, with the one that you're looking at uh, what's the date on that one? Uh, it's, please, that would be June 21st, 2007. Okay, June 21st, 2007. Uh, trying to trying to remember what. That's that's not one of the ones that came from uh, the original historical information 
this one that talks about the placement of uh, uh, pinpoints on a map and trying yeah. to trying to dig into uh, uh, different ways of understanding where geographic location is. I believe it's possible it came out of uh, having difficulty using latitude and longitude in the United States. So you have to use grids, places like China, and so so on, uh, because that kind of data isn't importable. It's uh, considered a munition. <laughs> OMG. Uh, uh -huh. Bill, how, how do you retain all this? That's mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you read a lot of these things, and then you try to piece them together and see how they might fit with one another. Uh, brother, that's just phenomenal. I, w I wish we could go on about um, about this patent and other patents, and I'd love to have you back on again. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. I'm being um, messaged from the studio. We've uh, we've used our half hour. We're out of time. Oh, okay. We've done it again. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure talking with you both. Thanks, um, Bill. Yeah, it's always a pleasure talking with you, Bill. I hope to see you again soon, um, uh, folks. That was Bill Fosky from Key Relevance. Um, Again, one of the premier patent readers in the industry. Um, Dave, we're, we've done it. We're out of time. Is there any special shout-outs you want to give? Uh, you know what? Just to my kids. And uh, I'm sorry I had to live at you at, uh, at five chocolate bars before you had your breakfast. <laughs> yeah, and I got a special shout-out for Brandy and for Mira. Uh, Mira, thanks for, thanks for going out trick-or-treating with us last night. That was so much fun. Folks, this has been Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for another great show coming up, and stay tuned next week for, like, on-the-spot coverage from AdTech in New York City. Um, on behalf of Dave from Beanstalk, Inc., this is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>